Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr B. This is season 24 for me and season 20 for Amanda. This is day 16 of season 92. Our first question asks us where the ruins of Tenochtitlan are located. This is the ancient capital of the Aztec Empire, uh, which means I know it for the dumbest reason I know anything. (laughs) Professional wrestling. Uh, Lucha Libre, the Mexican form of that, is very... Aztec inflected, mm-hmm. uh, particularly the version that was on El Rey Network for a few years, uh, a few years ago, called Lucha Underground, mm. uh, which leaned really hard into Aztec mythology huh. as, for a lot of its storylines. And part of that was that these an- these ancient ruins. I'll spare you the whole plot line, but it did explain <laughs> that they were in Mexico City, and that was the ancient capital. Of the Aztec Empire. Ah. So I knew that it was Mexico City. So the first thing that came to mind for me, in fact, was Mexico City as well. And unfortunately, um, I persuaded myself otherwise um, because I thought that seems too obvious. Um, And I really don't know why I let myself kind of get away with that in a weird way. Um, I just thought, you know... Mexico is very associated with the Aztec culture and history. And I just thought, well, what's the point? I think implicitly I thought, what's the point in even asking a trivia question about that when, you know, how could it possibly be that the answer is a place that is so, that is also so associated with Mexico that it's named after Mexico for a place in Mexico. Um, I just, you know, I don't know how I kind of got, you know, I have so little, you know, expertise in this area generally that I'm still kind of boggled that I still managed to overthink it. I, I just should have gone with the ex, the obvious answer, but I tried to think uh, to myself, it maybe it's in Guatemala and, um, you know, so I considered Guatemala City. But again, that was one that I sort of wasn't certain of because, you know, naming your capital city after the country is another thing that I just apparently couldn't adjust to. I, it was, I don't know why this question tied me up so much. I put down Tegucigalpa eventually, which is the capital of Honduras, which I could not, you know, actually bring to mind for myself anyway. But I thought, okay, you know, it can't just be that... Um, the the capital of the Aztec Empire is just kind of spang in the middle of Mexico, so I talked myself out of it. It's Mexico City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Not an auspicious start. Question two asks us for the Broadway musical that includes the songs Walk Like a Man, Who Loves You, Working My Way Back to You, and December 1963, Oh, What a Night. Yeah, this is Jersey Boys. Um, this is the musical about Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, who um, sang all of these songs and their music was kind of made into this jukebox musical um, that, oddly enough, I know about because my parents went to see it and because it's been advertised, there's like a touring company of it going mm-hmm. around. Um, and so it's been brought back into consciousness, but weirdly enough, um, you know, there was a t-shirt for this musical in my parents' house when I cleaned it out after my mom died. 
um, last year. And um, so it's one of the things that I kept because I um, saw a lot of musicals with them when I was a younger person and just kind of associated musicals with them very fondly. So um, plus it was kind of a neat looking t-shirt uh, and it says, oh, what a night on it right on the front. So um, I, I knew in several different ways that this was Jersey Boys. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I saw that T-shirt this morning uh, after I had read the questions uh, before I had submitted my answers, but I was pretty sure this was Jersey Boys already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that was, I, I kind of went through the songs. I was like, oh, man. Oh, what a night. Okay, that's, that's that, that, it's that one musical about that one group. <laughs> and it's the it's the they're they're in the, the red jackets and the, the, the <laughs> and it's the it's about the they're Jersey Boys Jersey Boys that's it it's Jersey Boys mm -hmm. and it certainly was. Uh, question three asks us for uh, a type of database that is um, not any of several that are listed and is one of the most popular types still being used. So my first thought, since it says it's organized as a collection of linked tables of rows and columns, mm -hmm. was something matrix-related? Yep, I consider um, that too. Uh, and then, and then I thought, well, that that doesn't quite sound right. Like it doesn't. I, I don't think I've ever heard of a matrix database. But so I thought, what other kind of databases have I heard of? And I thought, relational database is that a thing? I feel like that's a thing. That's a thing that like I hear about, kind of tangentially in my job where I am a technical writer and editor for a software company and they have a lot of like lunchtime uh, talks and the like and professional development kind of things mm -hmm. and they all have titles that make my eyes glaze over about halfway through the title <laughs> so I don't even bother trying to go to the thing or join in in any way uh, and I feel like something something relational databases was a has been a thing and it's a, it's a thing that they talk about and a, a thing I've heard about in, you know, tech speak. And so I said, relational. We'll go with that. Yeah, this is one that I both knew that I had heard of sort of in the abstract because, you know, um, I have relatives and lots of friends and so on who are in IT and or adjacent to it and... Uh, you know, I knew that I would have heard this bandied about somewhere mm -hmm. in, in chat or wherever um, over the years. Moreover, I use a database like this on a very regular basis in my very own work. Um, this is the kind of thing that access is, basically. Um, and I, I won't claim a great deal of, um, you know, virtuosity added or anything, but I just, I use it for my work purposes all the time um nevertheless i did not i could not pull this term like i knew i once i saw it i'd be like yep i've heard of that um but i was left trying to kind of deduce it from the description and from my knowledge of um of using access and so i ended up putting down visual i considered matrix like you'd mentioned and um thought no nah, that doesn't sound quite right I, you know, even in writing down visual, I thought, I think I'm conflating this with like visual basic, mm. which I believe is a language that is sometimes used to program databases. Um, I could be wrong. I, I think you but may be right. Either way, um, I, you know, 
I didn't feel real good about it, but I couldn't kind of, you know, let this sit and, and preoccupy my day for too much longer. So I put down visual. It was relational. Sure. In fact. Well done. Question four asks us what Oklahoma-born writer won the Pulitzer Prize for House Made of Dawn in 1968. Yeah, and, uh, you know, sort of helpfully reassures me that I probably wouldn't get the question by saying um, it's, you know, the, the person's best known work because I have no familiarity with this book and the question at all. So there's like a vanishing chance that I'm going to pull it from something else that I know about. Um, I, you know, and moreover, I don't have that great of a store of knowledge of like Native American authors. Um, you know, I knew this wouldn't be Sherman Alexi cause he's written lots of other stuff that's, you know, famous. And so this wouldn't nearly be his, his best known work. Um, also, I don't think he's that old and I believe he's from Washington. Sure. I mean, well, tch. See, you've already gone way beyond my depth of knowledge about this is my point here. Mm -hmm. um, and so finally, just kind of because it was the other author name I could think of who I wasn't sure about the famousness of his output, um, I put down William Least Heat Moon, which I, you know, okay. Okay. just I and again, haven't read his works. I, we had at least one of his books kind of hanging around the house hanging around my parents' house, I should say, mm -hmm. uh, when I was younger. So lots of nostalgia in today's match day, but um, it, it didn't help me out as much as I'd like. I could not grab onto any part of this question. Mm. Not just absolutely none of it. Uh, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. couldn't think of an author from Oklahoma. I've never heard of this book. Uh, I, I couldn't think of a Kiowa author. Just I, absolutely nothing. But I was, I was fairly convinced that there had been a similar question recently, possibly in a mini league, about a native author from Oklahoma. Okay. Um, and I. I, I couldn't land on that either, but I, I thought I remembered that it was a uh, a more English type name. Okay. Um, and I just but couldn't, as I say, couldn't land on anything, and uh, very nearly went with Johnson. But finally, <laughs> just uh, vaguely threw together a couple of syllables and went with Linder for some reason. Okay. The answer was N. Scott Momaday. I have not heard I, of that person. I don't think I have either. I haven't been perusing Pulitzer Prize lists lately, so mm. uh, by which I mean ever. <laughs> uh, question five, oddly enough, is more in my uh, area of experience. Um, asks us for the only player to win the Hart Trophy, that is the NHL's MVP trophy, in the 1980s, other than Gretzky. Uh, also, the only person with his name on the Stanley Cup is both a player and owner. Yes. Um, so my first thought in that was Bobby Orr, because I kind of thought hmm. that he was involved in management. 
mm. of, of hockey after his hockey playing days were over. Uh, but then I thought, I feel like he was pre-1980s. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was at his peak before that and would not have been winning the Hart Trophy in the 80s. For sure. So I had to think, okay, so who's someone who was a contemporary of Gretzky? Um, who would have, uh, who, who, uh, is either still around or was around for at least a while after his playing days enough mm-hmm. to become mm-hmm. an owner who was very successful, presumably. And that's why he's an owner. Cause he's got that kind of money. Um, and the first name that came to mind was Mario Lemieux. Mm-hmm. I thought, does that sound, does that time sound about right? I feel like it does. I feel like it was around. It was in the 80s and the 90s when Lemieux was big. So for lack of anyone else, and I figured, hey, if it's the only player I can think of, clearly he is the, he is the second most famous player <laughs> of that era behind Gretzky. That must be it. So mm-hmm. we'll go with Lemieux. Yeah, this is one where, you know, Mario Lemieux came to mind right away for me, and I hardly gave it a second thought. Um you know, if I thought if this is, you know, one layer of depth deeper than my fairly shallow hockey knowledge, which comes from, you know, a period of a few years where I was a sort of an active hockey fan, being in the Detroit area, kind of just being steeped in that kind of thing, when the Red Wings were really good and, um, and were winning Stanley Cups, you know, plural. Um, and so that was kind of at the end of this period described in the question, like the, you know, just of the mid nineties and in the decade or so after that. Um, and so like Mario Lemieux is still pretty top of mind for people like that. He was, um, you know, was in that conversation of just like who were the greatest players. Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of thought, yeah, that sounds like it's probably Mario Lemieux. Let's go with that. And it was. Go mm-hmm. figure. Yeah, how about it? I don't get many of the hockey questions. My, yeah, that my, is not uh, one of your Yeah, my knowledge topics. on that is very, hey, who's the second most famous player of the <laughs> 80s level? Yes. Question six asks us for the name of an instrument uh, that sounds a lot like a piano that you play with your mouth. Yeah, um, it's sort of like... A harmonica but with keyboard keys mm-hmm. um and it's basically this is a melodica um i i feel like this has come up somewhere in learned league previously and it it was in a question that i got wrong and so it helped me kind of solidify this bit of knowledge that this thing that you blow into and you play the keys on it to to change the notes is a melodica um and it's, you know, it's basically kind of re- related to harmonica. It's kind of, you can see how it's mm-hmm. harmony versus melody or, or whatever you want to uh, make as the parallel there. Um, and just, you know, the fact that it's pianica too, like you can picture this thing. Um, if Even if you can't come up with the name, it's very clear um, what it's describing. So... I, you know, somewhere along the way, I think I have to credit Learned League for it. Um, I I learned that this was a melodica. I I didn't remember that. 
that yeah. had come up previously. I I could kind of see the thing, but it looks goofy as hell, so I can't. Yeah. I can't. Like really, I I couldn't really determine. Am I actually? Do I actually have an accurate picture of this in my mind's eye, <laughs> or am I just making something up that is incredibly goofy? Mm-hmm. And uh, no, I was right. Uh, yeah. I had the, I had the picture of the correct thing, but I couldn't think of the name of it. And I thought Honer uh, really like, kept tickling at my head that like this is the Honer, <laughs> the Honer. <laughs> No, I think it's three. And I think, okay, so it's some kind of, uh, it's probably some kind of phone, like a saxophone, oh. something like that. So the something phone, the, the honer phone, and you, you blow into it. So you're, it's kind of, you're using your voice and it kind of sounds like a voice maybe. Oh. Um, so it's like the, the vocal phone, the vocal. The Vodafone? No, that's that's like a, a cell phone company, I think. It is, yeah. But maybe they maybe they were riffing off that. Um, so maybe it is the Vodafone, the Honor Vodafone. The Honor Vodafone. Yeah, you know, for lack of anything else, because I just nothing else was coming to me, and I, and I, you know, like I I knew that this wasn't the thing, and I knew that I didn't know enough mm-hmm. about the thing that probably there there just wasn't that correct answer shaped hole in my brain that mm-hmm. something needed to fall into to kind of complete uh, so i just uh, i went with vodafone and melodica was the correct answer well i am enjoying picturing someone using their cell phone like a melodica though I mean, just it's, blowing into it you know, and tapping it's not, on the top. It's, you, you do a lot of <laughs> tapping you know and it kind of yeah. translates your voice into something else and you know it's, it's not, perfectly logical it's, it, it, it's definitely one of those things where i i managed to talk myself into an entirely wrong answer but <laughs> and honestly i was like maybe 30 percent that that was going to be it just that's right on the cusp vaguely of thought. almost being like a best wrong answer <laughs> coming from like a very pure place though <laughs> like you weren't trying uh, it's no wheelchair to... skiing. <laughs> I feel like that really deserved recognition <laughs> as well. Um, and and just shout out to the best wrong answer screeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, y'all are probably sorting through a lot of chaff at best, mm-hmm. I know. Because, you know, some of us comedy tryhards are, <laughs> um, are, are trying hard. And sometimes really veering into a bad spot yeah. occasionally. So, uh, um, you know, both, uh, encouragement and, uh, apologies on behalf of the community, um, to those of you doing that good work. Um, but I am, you know, left with three on the day, which I do not love. And my only hope is that a, I got a sports question, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. huzzah. And then b the geography question I missed was probably just blindingly obvious to a lot more people. And so maybe they will think it's a really easy one um, as compared with, uh, I don't know, I'm probably missing two on the database question at least, though, and three on the Pulitzer Prize winner. Although, yeah, I think that one's going to go real hard. My literature be... score is pretty good. Yeah. It's in my top, I, I like, think I, five or seven or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I graded that one a little lighter than probably I should have, just kind of on the mm. uh, a, a principle that I occasionally borrow from... Uh, Josh Hill, which mm-hmm. is that he threes the hardest question he knows ah, yeah. because he doesn't feel confident enough in the ones he doesn't know 
to to say, oh yeah, mm. clearly this is this is a very difficult thing. Yeah. Whereas like no, maybe he just doesn't have the domain knowledge to know how difficult it is. Sure. And I I do that occasionally. I think mm-hmm. I I don't I've already thrown away the email, but I I don't uh, I don't think I uh, I threed that literature one in particular because I think both that plus both of my opponents had a very high lit score. I did three it in fact for both mm-hmm. of my opponents and. That was as much based on their literature score as my assessment of the difficulty of this. Um, you know, I, I do, I, I can, you know, marshal some suppositions as to why I think it merits that. Um, partly the, um, the fact that it appeared in pop culture a little before most of us Gen Xer type mm-hmm. players and younger, um, yeah. will have heard of it. And, uh you know, just kind of a general, but I mean, you know, stats are always a good way to assess these things too, Mm -hmm. or rather at least they're a good guideline. You know, you, you have to give some, uh, allowance for just like, sometimes there are really hard, uh, questions about sports. And then sometimes, you know, who Mario Lemieux is. Cause like everybody who grew up in the eighties kind of knows who Mario Lemieux was. If you've ever heard of hockey stuff Mm -hmm. back then. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a chance this could, the chips could fall my way on this one. Here's hoping. Hope so. Yeah. Well, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis. Follow us on Twitter at LRNDLG. That's Learned League Without the Vowels. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.